Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? We'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. And welcome to another episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast Book of Boba Fett Reaction and Review Show. My name is Steve Baldwin and I am joined by everybody tonight. Nico, Greg, Scott, and Dave. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. My name. Hey. 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 We're all back together again. Look at joined. This. Joined. Uh, maybe. <laughs> the band do is. To, do we all need to shout Jumanji or something at this point? <laughs> Who knows Yassi. what would happen? The band is back together. Avada Kedavra. This oh, week. Damn it. To talk about season one, chapter two of the book of Boba Fett, titled "The Tribes of Tatooine." This one's written by, once again, John Favreau, directed by Steph Green. Steph Green. So we have a new director uh, for a Star Wars television property. Now, Steph Green, um, had to look her up, but she's an Oscar and Emmy-nominated director. Actually, she she was uh, one of the directors on Watchmen. She she did great with this episode. Yeah. I, I actually thought this episode was, uh, was paced and shot better than the first one, and I loved yep. the first one. Agreed. Yeah, she was a, a great addition to the lineup. This is a long episode, guys. 52 minutes, if you include the credits. This one took a while to yeah, get through. But if you take away the credits, it's only about 32 minutes long. Yeah, I was going to say, it does have like 19 <laughs> minutes of different language credits. So, Well, there are some sequences also in this in this episode that are really lengthy. And she certainly does not... Uh, spare any detail when we get into some of the sequences like the in particular i know we're going to talk a lot about the train sequence at the end but the uh, episode we're going to walk through as we always do scene by scene and uh, so let's start with the opening shot of the aerial view of mas espa we're getting all these great aerial views of of tatooine and of, of these uh, cities we've we've never really seen from this perspective before sure but is it just me or does it not look like a city on Jetta a lot from Rogue One. It does. Okay. I, I, it's not just me. Well, we've never was, seen anything this built out before on Tatooine. That's fair. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like we've seen that exact shot from that exact angle, but it wasn't as built out as it is when we see it in the show. Mm-hmm. Like we get to see all the, like the surrounding plateaus around the city in that little like Valley and there's all these buildings around, but I feel like we've seen this scene before, but that wasn't there. Yeah, wasn't there a similar shot in in chapter one? I think it was. Yeah, when we're flying in, maybe from a slightly different angle. This one kind of comes over a bluff that shows like houses up on a bluff or little dwellings on a bluff. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's just it's a beautiful shot, and everything is so well well put together on the show in terms of the 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 imagery. It's just it's beautiful. But yeah, we've never seen anything like this on Tatooine. I had no idea cities were this big on Tatooine. Really. Well, they all did kind of seem like outposts and settlements, you know, and there's your spaceports, you know, of like Mos Eisley and then Mos Espa. Have we ever really seen Anchorhead at this point? I think I we don't have. think so. No, no, no. Um, we've seen, oh, no, wait, that was Tashi Station. Um yeah. Yeah, with cut, power but, converters. But cut scenes. No, 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 because this is going to lead into something later. I, we have seen Anchorhead. It is just an outpost, and I think we see it in this episode. What are Luke's friends that are on uh, uh, at a uh, Tashi Station? Or are they at Anchorhead, or is it Tashi Station? That's Tashi Station. Well, Luke, uh, Luke says uh, he's uh, got to go to Tashi Station, but aren't his buddies at Anchorhead in the cut scenes? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is that Anchorhead? Yeah, and... Boy, this is really just so deep <laughs> into the woods right now. Um, but it's Cassie and, yes. and Biggs and I forget the dude's name. Cammy and Fixer. Wormer, Cammy Wormer and Fixer. Oh, Cammy? It's Cammy, Cammy. not it's Cassie. Cammy. Cammy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I defer to you. Oh, we'll get to that later. We'll get to Cammy and Fixer later for sure. So yeah. uh, we also get to see a little bit of the scale of Jabba's or I guess Boba's, I keep saying Jabba's Palace. It's going to be forever Jabba's Palace. Of the of of uh, we get to see the scale of the palace with um, 
Fennec Shan. Fennec Shan walking up with her prisoner. And yeah. the palace is huge. Um, and just those ridiculously huge doors, too, just crack me up every time. It's cracked me up since fucking Return of the Jedi, where you have these just these massive, you know, like, doors that could let in, you know, a Star Destroyer, basically, and just this little dude walking I, in. I, I thought the same thing. Don't they have, like, a little side door you can walk in or something? I mean, really Every, every time someone needs to go energy. out for a reason, it's like, boom, that whole door has to go up and down. Honey, can Imagine you go out? forgetting and... something in the speeder. Yeah. Ah, shit, I left right. my wallet out there. Can you go ahead and get the eggs out of the car? Uh, I don't want to open the door. <laughs> you never forget your garage remotes at Jabba's Palace because nobody's, nobody's busting down that door. All right, so they're dressing down the prisoner, and uh, they drop him into the Rancor pit. Yeah. That's awesome. Right, which was, you're right, Dave, awesome. It was. I, mean, I, I love the, 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 sorry, go ahead, Scott. The only person who didn't see Return of the Jedi. <laughs> right. hey, got dropped into the Rancor pit. Have you seen this really old movie called Return called of the Jedi? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the um, door. Tony, how old is this kid? The door, the way the, the way the, um, the, 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 um, Throne. The throne area like moves over the door. The slide that goes down into the pit. Everything just spot yeah. on. Spot yeah. on from the film. I, I love. Um, so right before that happens, the, the prisoner doesn't really say anything and then throws out a slur at Boba oh, Fett. Right. And that slur is your favorite character, Steve, uh, C-3PO, when he encounters the other protocol droid on um, Cloud City is the same slur that that thing throws at 3PO. So I just thought you would get a kick out of that. <laughs> the one yeah. that 3PO says is how rude. When three, yeah. Three, how yeah. rude. It, it, to, or something like that. I was just like, oh my god, a that's a tech. Or something. Yeah, yeah, right. That's a good callback, Scott. Yeah. I gotta, yeah. I gotta throw a shout out to uh, the. You guys called it out last week. The the torture droid. That's you know the only droid who's apparently still working there because he still needs a protocol droid, but he's got the torture droid. But that's Matt Barry from uh, from what, what, what we, we do, do in the, sh- the shadows. Yes. Wow. And if you, if you guys are still not watching the show. What the fuck do I got to do to get you guys to watch that goddamn show? It's so I, good. Hey, I just started watching Ted Lasso, so got to bear <laughs> with me a little bit. Oh, okay, <laughs> Ted Lasso first, and then what we do in the shadows. So are there yeah. new episodes of what we do in the shadows that are currently airing? Uh, or? They the just season finished just ended. season three. Okay, I've not, not seen the most recent ones, but I did but, see but season the first one, there, the previous ones. Steve, I guarantee there's a huge huge cameo in season two that will make the entire show worth everything I've said about for you. That was yep. it. Chris All Evans. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I will, I will check it out. I've definitely see, see, seen season one, so I yeah. will continue. I'll continue for sure. Now oh, you have seen season one. Oh yeah, I have, I have seen some okay. of it. Yes. There's a whole, there's it's, a it's whole, hilarious. There's, an, there's a whole episode in season two. That is just one giant cameo. Yeah. There. So and in, in, in I'm sorry that I know we're on a, a limited time here, but the the last episode of season one where they go see the the Council of Vampires, it just kills me that every actor that's in there is a famous person who has played a vampire in another movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty really awesome. smart. It, it's it's such, so smart. It's such a fucking subtle joke that is so goddamn funny. That's that's the brilliance of the writing of that show. All right, the prisoner they drop into the Rancor pit, I have to ask, they they say that he's a member of the Order of the Night Wind. Yeah. Comes out. So does that does that ring a bell for anybody? No. It does after I've been eating some certain foods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, that had a different meaning for me than I... Taco Bell before bed? Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, no, I think it's it's for the show. I don't think it's okay. part of any, it's, it's anything. Not although, canon although when someone said show. Order of the Night Wind, I was waiting for someone to go, I read about them in Time Magazine. <laughs> uh, all nice, right, nice Alec Rickman there, Paul. Yeah. So they get they get uh, the the prisoner, the the member of the Order of the Night Wind, to it to basically spill that the mayor had sent him. The mayor had sent him, so they're going to go visit the mayor. You got to admit that was a hell of a bluff. I mean, you throw him in the pit, yeah. you open up the door. <laughs> that slow draw of the door is the same feeling watching Return of the Jedi. And nothing's there. But <laughs> not true. Yeah, right. There was a rat. There, there was a rat. Right. <clears throat> a very terrestrial looking rat. Very what? earthly looking rat, by the way. Yes. But but was it the same rat that got the whole Infinity War started? Is that or fixed? <laughs> You're crossing Obviously. the streams, buddy. That, 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 
That was not the one in 15 million rat that, that Doctor Strange foresaw yeah. in Infinity War. They did have to travel through time, and they did travel across realms, So, and they did use the van. So that very very well may could be that rat from Infinity War that ends up on fucking Tatooine. I am so, fucking with you, Scott. I'm uh, right thank there. you. Yes. Uh, so one quick question. Let's let's go way deep dive on this one. Um, so we know that the, the Rancor died, but... We know from the Clone Wars, if we've all watched it, Jabba bought a second Rancor, which is Moochie or Munchie. What the hell was that thing called? Yeah, but did, little... didn't we determine that that was not our Rancor from, from Jedi? No, and no. Didn't we determine that the Clone Wars is like 20 years before Return of the Jedi, so who the hell knows what happened to that thing? Well, true, but how long did Jabba have that in place? And, and Jabba's been around since the Phantom Menace, so... That's a second Rancor. It's not the Rancor. That mm-hmm. Rancor died, but it wasn't. I'm just saying that was a second Rancor that he picked up. I don't right. think that's the same Rancor. All right. It was a second Rancor on the grassy knoll. Check. <laughs> and no, 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 no. You guys, Greg, I'm going to go down the rat hole here with this one. So bear with me on this one. Fennec Shan does say Jabba's menagerie, which is basically an exotic zoo, mm. right? Like of all these creatures that he has. Well, so it's, it's not a rancor and a rat, but if you want to call that a menagerie, sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Fair enough. Uh, I'll stick with just the rat. <laughs> I feel like she was referring more to the, like, his entourage. Mm. Well, mena- in Scott's defense, menagerie means a collection of animals, of exotic yeah, like animals. A, like so, a zoo. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you seen Jabba's court? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Nico, that's... that's uh, Mm, I don't know. Little, it's a little racist. Nico. Racist. <laughs> a little, little racist. <laughs> Quite a menagerie. It might go so far as to show, say it's xenophobic, <laughs> but I don't know about racist. <laughs> know thyself, uh, Nico. Human. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So, so they they make their way to go see the mayor to confront the mayor, and uh, that asshole Twilek. I don't know his name, but the 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 guy that plays things for comedic value that we didn't like last week. He he greets them and. Uh, and tries to persuade them to not come in, but they walk right past him and they go and see the mayor. They make their way back to the mayor's chamber and the mayor is mock Shays. He's a Ithorian, right? Hammerhead. Yes. Yep. But kind of a hairy hammerhead, not like yeah. a smooth skin. Kind of oh, narrow too, right? His yeah. eyes aren't that big. Yeah. Yeah. But the detail on that costume or on really all the costumes compared to what we had in the seventies. It's you know so, it's really intense. Played by played really. by Robert Rodriguez, so that was fun. I, I think voiced voice. by Robert Rodriguez. Okay. I don't know that it, he was the actor on set, but it, it, it's not the same one from the Cantina. Correct. We know that, right? Okay. Okay. You know, and there's a couple of points in this scene where uh, Boba Fett refers to himself, and they also refer to him. Mm-hmm. The other characters refer to him as a daimyo. Does that yeah. take anybody else really kind of out of the story when they start using uh, a? Uh, Japanese description. I get yeah. why they do it, you know, but but you can't, you know, isn't it just as easy to say crime lord, you know, the big boss, whatever? You, you throw in daimyo, and then I'll, okay, all of a sudden there's Japan in the in the <laughs> Star Wars universe. Yeah, well, it's kind it, of a weird nitpicky thing, but it's just it's one of those things that just you know makes my head just tilt, like you know. Huh? Yeah, I see that. I I'm definitely with see you. But, a but little they, head tilt. Yeah, I get that. But did they? Didn't they refer to Bifortuna as a major domo in Return of the Jedi, or is that something that came later? I can't remember. I think later. I, I don't. Okay. I don't know. I don't know in this in any of the movies stories proper. Maybe in one of the books. I don't, obviously have not read okay. many of the books, but not. I don't think I remember seeing any of the movies or anything Couldn't on remember. the screen, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It it is a little. Little annoying. I mean, I get why they do it, and it's just it's just a little thing, but it's just yeah, it, it just it, it it strikes me as just kind of huh, yeah. So the mayor the mayor ends up giving Boba Fett some advice that I think is is a, a pretty big hint for where the series oh. is going. The mayor also kills the assassin, or yes. has the assassin killed before right. he can volunteer any additional information. Right. Good point. That's right. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you're that- right. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Kills him just in cold blood. Just one of his guys takes him out, just blasts him in the head. 
Yeah, and then there's a great line with, oh, thank you for bringing this person. They're not allowed to out- operate outside of Hut's space. Please give him a reward. Please give the bounty hunter a reward. And Boba Fett's like, I'm not a bounty hunter. And the mayor's like, that's not what I've heard. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So the advice he gives him, though, is is uh, running a family is a lot harder than bounty hunting. And he used that he used that term, running a family. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we pulled that reference last review about him basically being a godfather. So right, yeah. Well, that's kind of one of the things that the huts have is they're all family, right? Yeah, they're all it's like clans and stuff. Well, there's the Council of Huts, right, or something like that. There's like ten or fifteen of them. <laughs> like, is it the Council of Cross Time Huts? <laughs> well, and then we actually see the family idea come into play soon after right when yeah. the when mm-hmm. boba's cousins come into town jobs 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 cousins sorry yes uh, and, and, and interestingly are all dead yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna jump out yeah. fucking cat i'm gonna jump ahead here <laughs> <laughs> wow because the cousins are not named right they're the twins so yeah, they call them the twins. the twins i am assigning from my random name generator Ooh. okay oh okay let's hear it Ivanka and Don Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking. It, it randomly. It they, randomly came up. They could just be. They could be Divanka and Jan Jr. And it would still be fucking hilarious. You've been sitting on that, you've been, you've been sitting on that all day, have you? Have you oh Potter? man. <laughs> What happens uh, when I watch it in the morning? So, I'm a little, I'm a little more fired up for these things. So Boba Fett and uh, Fennec Shan go. They go to Garza's sanctuary. So that this is the name of the place that we, I couldn't name last time. I'm not sure it had a name in episode one. I don't think it did either. Let's I, just I, call it Flashdance. But they call I it Garza's sanctuary. I got a bone to pick to because it. you guys were running down Jennifer Beals's resume last week. You know when you're talking about episode one, not yeah. one of you fuckers mentioned Flashdance at all. I was like, what is wrong with these really? guys? You did. I can't. I feel like I can't I get like, a word I, in I feel, like, I feel like I feel like that's so obvious that it's like, duh. Like you, we do we even have to mention it? There's like she was on this show, that show, whatever the fuck show she's been on. Who knows what she's been? She the bitch was in Flashdance, guys. Come on! <laughs> Don't you love it when listeners think they know more than we do? I love it. <laughs> um, most of them do, by the way. Um, what a feeling that we forgot that one. Oh damn! Well, we also didn't talk a lot about what's in, what the the stuff that there is to see inside Garza's sanctuary. We didn't talk one. Yeah, we, didn't we didn't mention once one thing about Max Rebo, for example. We didn't. I don't think. I don't think. I, we I, don't, think we did. I, I, don't, I don't think it did. Um, I know Blue Elephant. We got not yeah. a goddamn thing to say about. It. No. Wow. P- possibly Figure and Dan. Yeah. Possi- could could have what, been Figure and Dan without the modal nodes. Yeah. Playing right. playing the uh, playing the guitar. The, the uh, yeah. Um, uh, hold on. Riffy guitar. They are, they are jizz whalers. Jizz whalers. <laughs> Uh, also, also have Thank to shout George. out, have to shout out to Rex, the yeah. droid from uh, Star Tours. From Star Tours was there uh, yep. as well. Yep. And there's probably a lot more there with, but those are the ones that just jump out at you as holy cow. Yeah. How, how did we not they're, mention those last week? They're uh, the Snaggletooth from the holiday special is in there, but with a wig on, so it looks like a female <laughs> version of it, which is nice. uh, really bad. I don't know. And are we sure Max Rebo didn't die on the barge or Max Rebo was not on the barge? I don't remember if he was on the barge or not on the barge. He was on the barge, wasn't he? I I don't remember. I'd have to go back because he he was obviously in the palace. Yeah. Yes, that's where they did the big uh, remixed musical number in the the special edition. But I I just – I can't for the life of me remember whether he was on the barge or not. I don't think he was on the barge. That doesn't mean a bell to me. Oh, Hold on. Man. As the barge is going out when they're flying out to the pit, they are playing music on there. There is a full-on cantina type theme yeah, that is but cranking along. Is Max that could Rebo? Be a DJ. Maybe he stayed back be, to tune the instrument. All you know. <laughs> all right. How it's so funny. How many times we've seen these movies and we we're not sure if Max Rebo was on the barge or not. It's <laughs> so funny. Let me see, let me see if funny. the flight manifest is on the internet real quick. <laughs> Oh, on the man. internet, Funny. Dave says. Don't you mean in your little notebook that you've been keeping? All right. So Garza you, tells Scott. Garza tells Boba, um, <laughs> "Have you that heard Nico Snight right there?" <laughs> <laughs> Garza, this is like herding cats. Garza tells Boba, "The twins have 
haven't you heard the twins have come back and they've laid claim to the area? And he's like, and then they heard the 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 drums. Jennifer Beals, and I said, yeah, they are. I know. (laughs) Hey, we could talk. We could do an episode about how hot Jennifer Beals is for sure. She looks great. Seriously, Wikipedia does indicate that Max Rebo was on the barge. I don't know how reliable that is. Well, all right. Well, but, but this is what's even more funny to me. I typed, was Max Rebo into Google? And it auto-populated on Jabba's sale bar. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. Well, what other, what other questions are gonna people are people going to ask about Max Rebo? <laughs> was like, he get blue? Out of my head, Google. I mean, <laughs> um, all right. So, and then they, you know, you hear the drums. You hear the drums. So Boba puts the helmet on, walks outside. This shot was brilliant. Of the twins coming around the corner, being carried down the street. Now, here's my question uh, for you. On the litter, litter. as they should have been. Notice how the litter, though, has a giant sag in the middle of it. Yes. Saw that. And all the people who are carrying it just look like they're on their last fucking legs at this point. I watched the episode twice, and my second time through, I just sat and stared at the faces of the litter carriers in that scene. (laughs) And you can see them just, like, awkwardly, like, shifting underneath the weight, like, looking back and forth at each other. Yeah, no, that was great. Those actors, hey, farewell to those extras. (laughs) So so here's my question. If only only the mayor's chief of staff acted as good as those fucking, you know, litter carriers did, it would have been a much better episode. Okay, that guy, can anybody else second this for me? He reminds me of a bad impressionist trying to play Marty McFly's dad from the past. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little bit, maybe. All right, 15, 15 minutes. Here's my question to you. Is that CGI or is it a practical effect with those huts? CGI. Yes. CGI. Yeah. CGI. They yeah. look but, so good. But I yeah. see that reminds me. I, I need 30 seconds. I need to do a correction for last week's episode. Go. We talked about the footage from little baby Boba Fett holding Django Fett's and helmet. And we said a thousand asked, percent it was, re- yes, so film footage. Not, According to the internet. It's not. Yeah. It is a mix okay. of unused footage ah, from Attack of the Clones okay. and new footage that they shot specific for it. So yeah. a mix of things they shot but didn't make it into the final film and some, some new cuts. Did, I don't know they, how reliable they, that is. but they, 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 they enhanced the shot so where uh, you know, the, the, the POV is from over, Je- over Boba's shoulder. Yeah, it looked a little staring higher. Staring at the helmet. Yeah. Yes. And oh, you yeah. can see, and you can see Boba's reflection in the T visor. They they made that for the show. Okay. Also, the shot in oh, the original Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. is just him hunched over the helmet. In this shot, the enhancement is he runs into the scene and comes up and picks up the helmet. That wasn't in Attack of the Clones, and yeah. they took out the reek that was in the background that was oh. just killed. Yeah, yeah it I looked think, like this. I was think the shot of him lower, running in. I think that higher, was. I, mean. I think that was the unused. Okay. Unused attack of the clones thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because when he kneels down and holds it, like that is almost exactly the pose that he had in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So I feel like that was the unused footage. Yeah. So and it, also the stuff on Camino was was either unused or digitally altered or changed a little bit. So, so they were new-ish. I don't remember. Sorry, Steve. I just wanted to, I wanted to do a correction. Started to derail, but yeah. CGI reminded me of that. There's the scene of Boba in his like flashback memories when he's tripping balls, where he runs up to the window and sees the the slave one. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, um, Boba, Boba Fett's, Fett's starship. Shit. Yeah, yeah, flying oh, away. Oh, don't fucking do that! Don't do that! <laughs> don't do that shit on this show! Don't do that! It's Slave One. The ship Uh-oh. formerly known as Slave One. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that wasn't Uh-oh. in any of the movies previously, right? That was that was. I a, don't recall that from scene? from the film. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's all new. Yeah, it's all new. that was great too. All right, so you guys think that was CGI? Man, I can't yeah. wait to see the the like the behind the scenes footage of this because that that looks so good. The it CGI does. is if that's really CGI, it is getting really good because I yeah. I can't. It didn't look discernible to me from the real from real stuff I, from practical effects. Really, really good. All right, so uh, Boba's so the 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 hut on the right was. Identified as Boba's cousin, to Dave's point, no name given. Jabba's cousin. Jabba. Why do you keep seeing Boba's cousin? Sorry, Jabba's cousin. Um, the, claims... one on the, the one on the right, I believe, was Don Jr., and I believe the one on the left was Ivanka. <laughs> Don Jr. claims that this is Jabba's territory, and now it's theirs. Boba says 
He's the... I, I don't care what's on your pad. Daimeo here. Um, and out walks a badass Wookiee gladiator. Oh, not just a Wookiee gladiator. It, okay, yeah. it looks familiar, right, Scott? Oh, no, it's not, not just looks familiar. It yeah. is. So who, yeah, so, so who was that? So... So it's it's if you've read the comic books that have come out within the past since The Force Awakens, there is a Wookiee bounty hunter called Black Kirstan who yes, is a major character in the in 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 the new Star Wars canon. Yep. Um, who was who was around during all of the Battle of Yavin stuff because he fights with these characters in that time period. Um, he's never mentioned by name, but it it is a spitting image of the Black Kristan character from the comic. It is book. even has the scar on the eye. It's subtle, but it's there. And yeah. um, this has a major connection to, I mean, a lot of characters, but definitely Boba Fett. Yeah, a lot of the new Marvel comic characters. Yes. Yeah, and obviously Doctor Af- Afra. Is that it? Yep. Am I saying yep. that right? And then uh, even Obi Wan Kenobi. So, which could have an Obi Wan Kenobi episode or a series connection too. God, so, another yeah. another Star Wars property on Tatooine. Whatever are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Don't they ever go anywhere else? This is the, I know the, the planet well, that's the farthest from everywhere, according to the <laughs> first movie. The oh, except, place, except for Jakku. Even Luke Skywalker is like, yeah, Jakku, that's nowhere. That's yeah, yeah, the yeah, birthplace of Star Wars, guys. Well, Tatooine. <clears throat> so wait, 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 real quick on that. Can we? That character has nicknames like. Black K and Santi? Is it Santi or something like that? I don't know. Okay. I I was having problems remembering the character, but I saw him and immediately recognized him, so I had to go back to the comic books and look it up. It is identical. All right. Well, that. that... I will say, though, that that, uh, the practical effects on the mask, I'm assuming the practical effects, those crazy eyes were strong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Look badass. I am excited for that character. Great looking character. So. Hope we see more of Black Kristan. Is yes, that right? Kristan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So he says, you know, you can send out whatever gladiators you want. These are not the death pits of Dewar, and I'm not a sleeping Trandoshian guard. So I didn't get that reference. Anybody? Anybody? I, I did, but I took the meaning pretty clear. Fuck you. I'm not impressed. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so they turn around and they say, okay, all right, we're leaving. We're out of here. That's fine. We'll, we'll fight this fight another day. Um, at this point, we start the flashback. So the rest of the show is one giant flashback, I think. A long flashback, yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, so and he's a good one. Very yeah. good one. I love the, um, the Tusken Raider history and culture, and we're learning all about who, who they are and what they do. Yeah, I, love what, the, what, I, I love the part where Kevin Costner joins the Indians at the end, though. It was so good. No, no it was really <laughs> off-putting. Right at the end, he jumps out and starts yelling, Tatanka, Tatanka. <laughs> Dances that, with Haktu. One, one thing I love, though, because we talked about this in episode one, when the sand people speak, the, you, you literally don't understand anything they say, and there's no translation for it. But this episode, now that he has become more familiar with the tribe and more accepted by the mm-hmm. tribe and has yep. learned their language themselves – when they're talking to him, they show us what is being said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I loved that as a, a transition and growth to show us yeah. how much time has passed and how things are moving here. It's, it's super That's subtle, cool. but it completely works because, you know, as like you say, as he gets to know them, we get to know them. And so yes. now we can understand what they're saying. So yep. hey, really good. Interesting nerd fact for you is the subtitles in this episode match the original trilogies. And I loved how that kind of connected Oh. Right there, yeah. They kept the, the font, font the same. The font, the font. Yeah. yeah, yep. I love also the massives in this episode. The dog, they're just hanging out like they're you know scratching themselves like a dog does, and yeah, I thought that was a nice little touch. Uh, and then we sort of are introduced to the is it the MacGuffin of the episode? The train? Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's what sort makes of it a spaghetti the driver. Lesson. It's the great. Yes. It's the great train robbery. Right. Yeah. That passes it's Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> passes I mean, passes through the dune sea, shooting up the sand people, shooting up the banthas. Uh, Boba Fett sees um, a, then a spider, a spider, a speeder bike gang. Yeah, like well, a motorcycle remember, gang. And he, he gets this them, idea. He saw them in episode one. Yeah, yeah. Mm, they, had the, they had the same graffiti right. tag on their speeder bikes as they, yeah, they were tagging right. on, the, on the on the on the homestead they were raiding. 
So it's that gang. And this is the third train heist we've seen in new Star Wars. We saw one mm. in Mandalorian. We saw one in Solo. And now we see one here in yeah. in Book of Boba Fett as well. John Favreau loves train heist, dude. I, You know what? I This one is fantastic, though. This one I is... Know. It, so it, goddamn this good. One is so it good. was only missing Butch Cassidy and Sundance. It was really that good. I was yeah. I was literally gri- the I was holding a cup like a cup of coffee while I was watching it this morning, literally gripping it. Like I, I so, was the the energy was intense. But but going so back good. a little bit before we get to the train heist, just real quick, yeah. because yeah. we skip where Boba's like I can stop the train, and yeah. he goes to the biker gang hangout, and yes. they missed a real opportunity for him to walk into the bar and look at everybody and just say. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> True. Because that's basically Strong. what happens. Is he kicks the shit out of them and leaves with all their bikes. Right. Yeah. And we talk about, like, Cammy and Fixer. The two characters in there really reminiscent of Cammy and Fixer from the cutout scenes from A New Hope. I, I, I think thought that was a good callback to those. To the, well, you, they would have been... Much Luke's older. age in a new in a new hope, and this is post Return of the Jedi now. So I, I, all I'm saying is they're on Tatooine. He's in some weird green milk, drinking out of the tit of a weird sea monster stage. So maybe they just <laughs> well, have he's, better he's, skin. He's, he's off training Grogu. Yeah, he, he's point, not there right? yet. The yeah. Well, the, the yeah. flashback is not that far forward. Oh, the wait, flashback right, is right. not Sorry. that far forward. We're Sorry. just after the explosion of Jabba's barge now, or right. enough time for him to learn the Sand People language. I think but it's them. Look at look at Cammy yeah, again. Running around Endor. It yeah. It's possible. So here's another thing. Location wise, they're in the Dune Sea. This is all taking place around Mos Espa, which the Dune Sea is pretty close to, and Mos Eisley's not that much farther past it, right? Right. That has to be Anchorhead because Anchorhead is a small little bar dive bar that Luke is hanging out in in those cut scenes. There's nothing else around it. Mm. So I'm going with Anchorhead, and if it is Cammy and Fixer. God damn, that's a great callback. And how many people are going to know that? And those yeah. aren't those aren't those characters aren't named uh, in the subtitles. No, oh, I didn't look. Yeah. Oh, darn no, it. I no, they were not. Not no, that I not. saw in the subtitles anyway. Okay. Okay. Bummer. All right, that's a good call though, Scott. I, I I'm going with it. I would say we go with it. Cammy and Fixer. Let's so, do get, it. Get yeah. saved. So anyway, get saved by Boba Fett. Yeah. Basically. So they he has the fight in the bar, takes all their stuff leaves with them develops a plan he trains the sand people and now we're up to the train robbery because i know we're short on time so well i got i, I, over. I just have to say how many mo- how many montages can they squeeze into this episode guys well i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna back up really quick i gotta take a, another nod to t- tamara morrison and the expressions in in the fight scenes he's like meant to fight with that helmet off he's got his his intensity is so awesome i just love how he looks when he's like you know, wait, wait, it's so one, one quick, quick callback to Return of the Jedi is there's yep. a creature that pops up out of the sand and makes a break for it and they shoot it. Oh, yeah. And then go feast on it. That's the little frog creature right outside Jabba's palace or looks it's like the it. little creature that the frog creature eats outside of Jabba's palace. Right. The bigger one, not the little one. Yeah. 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 OK. There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> All right. The train scene. Yeah. Guys, this scene is literally six and a half minutes long from the from the time the train shows up and they start taking action to go chase it until it crashes into the sand at the end six and a half minutes of non-stop lightning bolt action i mean it was amazing (laughs) way better action than the first episode that fight sequence amazing everything yeah just what i was waiting for yeah just the choreography on the scene the visuals it's it kind of left me speechless. I mean, I was literally on the edge of my seat watching this thing at so, you know six yeah. in the morning. The the Rastafarian Fantastic. sand person, the dude with the long dreads. Yeah, that is that guy a is dude? The most badass fighter that this show yeah. has, including Boba. And that that moment, it was very cartoonish, right? Where he's on the roof of the train, and the three guys have popped up out of the train and are shooting at him. And the Rastafarian guy is just working his way through the car and then just like grabs one, pulls him down, grabs the second one, pulls him down, yep. third yeah. one down. And then he pops up and looks around like, all right, we're good now. <laughs> what, I, great. what I read is that the Rastafarian guy is a female. Really? Yeah. The character or the person? The no, the, the, the sand person. Oh. 
that's the way I have been interpreting it in my head canon. Well, I, I did not know that, but that's super cool if yeah. that's what it is. Total totally fucking not badass, seriously. Because of the, the dreadlock shreds long hair thing, but just the body shape. It's more... Yeah. I mean, it could be just a very slim, lean, but it's got like a body shape that is more feminine to me. Mm-hmm. And then after that, as Boba makes his way to the front and gets into the, the conductor area, or where the driver is of the train, which is this, this spider droid, and the droid literally just looks around and is like, "Oh, peace out. I'm not. I'm not fighting this." <laughs> and bails and just right. dives out the window and then just scurries off into the sand another direction. He, I was like, "Eats what? right out the window, just like woo." <laughs> that is some impressive programming for a droid. Like either self-preservation or don't let yourself be captured. Just be like, "Nope, fuck it. I'm out." <laughs> so uh, there's so many good shots in that entire sequence, but. I got to say, one of my favorites is at the very end, the last shot of the train crashed, all the cars laying in the sand, and, you know, the the Tuscan Raiders are doing what they do. They're, like, scavenging and raiding, and it's this long shot of the train uh, framed, you know, from, from the front car to the end. It just looks like you're on set, like the whole thing is in the desert. It's so spectacular yeah. how well it's animated. It's just... Yeah beautiful the only thing about the whole sequence that kind of bugs me is in the training montage he works so hard to train them to jump from one speeder bike to the other and then when it comes time to to heist the train they use grapple hooks and swing across (laughs) yeah yeah i I think the only way that that paid off nico was the one the 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 tuscan raider with the the dreadlocks and stuff smashes the thing right into the side like comes in at a 90 degree angle and jumps up and gets over on top of it. And and I think right. they Boba and his passenger also do a jump onto the train type thing. They swing. He grabs the rope and hook. Mm. That's right. That's and right. Swing. Right. Yeah, cuz his yeah. his uh, speeder has been shot. So he Yeah. He used the grappling hook, yep. And see, I would that I would, that was also a moment where I was thinking of back to the future where they're finally all on the roof and they're running through the front. I was expecting one of the smugglers to pop up. Is this a robbery? And then you hear someone down. No, it's a science experiment. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, Doc Brown, uh, Boba Fett asks, uh, okay, who's the leader? We can remember that, Dave, but we can't remember fucking Flashdance. What the hell is wrong with <laughs> Flashdance? I just didn't say it, apparently. Oh, yeah. So it turns out the, the, the guys on the train are, are transporting spice. and uh, <laughs> But that's my favorite spice. scene. That's my favorite bit. Yeah. Though. Are you transporting spice? What is this spice? Right. Well, it's... It's this. Oh, what does it look like? And then you see a sand person open a crate right. and there's all this shit flying out of it. And Boba's just like, looks like that. Looks like that. <laughs> there's said, no payoff to that question at all, though. You're like, are, are you transporting it? He's like, well, I don't know. And then it turns out yeah. he is. And nothing happens because of that. It's just, it, it, it almost it, like, I, that's, there's a couple tiny little nitpicks I have. And that's one of them is that they obviously are calling out the Spice Mines of Kessel but there's literally zero payoff to it. Right. So well, I think, yeah. does, this get, does this get to who the villain of the piece is, though? Well, a small are those payoff. Guys, are those guys Crimson Dawn? Yeah. yeah. Or are they like an offshoot of Crimson Dawn? Because if they are, then we're getting into solo territory. Right. Yeah. A small payoff is that when Boba says, return to your syndicate with these terms, and he uses yeah. the term syndicate, I thought that might be significant. Yep. Well, yeah. the the creatures, uh, the people that are running it are another underground crime uh, Syndicate? Uh, affiliates. What do they call them? The, <laughs> yeah. the pikas or something like that? Or something to do with fish. They they mm-hmm. were in the Clone Wars. I just can't remember the names. Nobody? All right. We're going to call them the salmons. <laughs> the, salmon. <laughs> the, the salmon. The yeah. Chilean sea bass. Yeah. I also loved when the, uh, the Tusken Raider busts open the water car and the, the water is gushing out. I'm thinking... That has to be more water than a Tuscan Raider has ever seen. Yeah, in one place ever. That, that, it, that's it, literally like you know. us walking into a room composed entirely of gold bars or platinum bars or something <laughs> right. like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but I I actually thought during that scene I'm like, oh, that sucks. They're wasting all that water. Yeah, I thought of that too. Yeah, I like how they all run up with like a little cup in their hand. <laughs> hold on, hold up. on. Like, yeah. Greg, Greg had a great criticism. I, I want one critique of this thing. I had one really bad, stupid critique, and that's when this train, which is going, what, 8 million miles an hour down this pathway, 
they finally get it to crash after all this bitching action sequence. And like two seconds later, the entire Tuscan Raider camp is running up on the train. I'm like, that thing's got to be miles down the road. <laughs> you just popped out of nowhere? I mean, well, they're all popping up to take credit for it now. Like five oh. people actually pulled this off. And now suddenly 100 people are going to be like, well, well, remember the day I helped blow up that train? Also, <laughs> I mean, in, in fairness, they've got the little kid with the mirror signaling the guys that are even further mm, past right. them. True. And then they turn around and yell behind them to the other people <laughs> past them. Yeah. So they he's probably got, you know, lined up across the thing. So eventually mm. when they do take it down, there's somebody close ish by it just it just made me laugh because it was going fast anyway. And then the the robot keeps making that thing go like a million more miles an hour. I'm like, how fast is this fucking train going? And then seriously, they just pop up in a in a cut scene or a cut to scene of all of them, the whole tribe just runs in. I'm like have you been running alongside this train the whole time? They've probably learned to move quickly because the Jawas are going to get there and scavenge everything yeah. if they don't. In single file. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to hide their numbers. All right, yeah. we yeah. got We got to get to uh, oh. Boba Fett's acid trip here. So yeah, yeah, where he where he where he licks the peyote in the desert and it takes a Hunter S. Thompson turn. <laughs> <laughs> so sitting around with with the Tuscans. Uh, the Tuscan leader says there's been many, many Tuscan tribes. Some rely on killing. He offers Boba a gift and it's a lizard who climbs into his nose, which was pretty like a, awesome. Like a, like a Babel, like a Babel fish or something like that. And he says, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I think I must've swallowed it. It's a gift who was going to guide you from inside your head. The Tuscan Raider leader says, and he goes on essentially like this bad acid trip. He's, he's got visions of his past struggles. It's a vision quest, Steve. A vision quest. <laughs> he's wearing There's his your armor. 80s movie A movie right that did not feature Jennifer Beals, by the way. <laughs> Let's he, be clear about that. And that Matthew Modine, though. Yeah. And, and Madonna, right? Well, but yeah, Madonna was a bar singer and did a couple songs. And I forget who the lead actress was in right. Vision Quest. Mm, yeah, right. I remember. He stumbles right. to the tree. The tree. He gets wrapped up in the tree branches. Is he dreaming? We're not really sure. He's he's uh, you know he's holding his father's helmet. He's you know watching his. We're dad, having flashbacks inside of flashbacks. Dad now. fly away inside the. <laughs> Linda Fiorentino inside the ship that was formerly known as Slave One. Um, he's bra- <laughs> he's breaking out of the sand again, being reborn. He breaks the tree limb and then walks back. He's holding the tree limb. Wait, was that sand or is that water? Because that looked well, like a giant splash it was water. of water. It, it was water. did look like it was water at the very end. So he breaks through the sand, but then it sort of morphs into this water thing. So explain to me where the tree limb came from. The tree. The tree. Where was the tree? on? Where is there a tree on Tatooine? In acid trips. I honestly think that that's part of the – that's how they all get their gaffy sticks. I mean, yeah. that's the, the tree the- – the lizard yeah. in your head guides you to the one tree that lives inside of uh, right. Tatooine. Nobody knows where this tree lives except for this lizard, the and lizard. he has to go inside your head to tell you where to find it. Okay. All right. By the way, I can't take Worst credit for Worst episode this. of Animaniacs ever. <laughs> I cannot take credit, but I saw a review that somebody said uh, in, in this episode response, they said, that is exactly the face I make every time when the lizard crawls up his nose when I'm taking a COVID test. <laughs> <laughs> it's going up his nose. I'm like, God damn it. That's that's true. <laughs> All right. Then Boba comes back. He uh, The lizard climbs out of his nose and he receives the official robes, the robe scene. Sort of like this dressing ceremony that he gets his gowns. Yeah. He's montage. officially part of the tribe. Another montage. Robert Rodriguez <laughs> loves his montages. Well, this isn't Robert Rodriguez, I guess. But, that's uh, the outfit that we meet him in when he shows yeah. up in the Mandalorian. Yes, right? that's yes, right. yes. it is. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And that's and that's and, the gaffy stick too. Yeah, it's the bitch stick yep. that he's carrying in. I loved when. Uh, that's that's what the sand people actually call it. That's their slang. They actually call it the bitch stick. Um, I love when the youngling takes his hand, like, okay, you're officially part of the family now, and he takes him to off to the part the the, the little I don't know what is it like a like a forging right. area where they make the gaffy sticks. The, yeah, the craft corner. The craft corner. <laughs> <laughs> they, they 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 take him over to Michael's. Take him to Tatooine, Michael's. Michael's. <laughs> Give him glitter and glue sticks and say, "Have at it." <laughs> 
man. He crafts his own gaffy stick in another sort of drawn out, lengthy, I don't know, 90 second montage. And um, he walks back and they do this fire, the syncopated fire dance around the fire, and he's part Tatanka. of the clan. Tatanka! <laughs> so, so overall, I, it feels like we liked this episode quite a bit. I'm going to start with Greg. O- overall, uh, give it, give me a, a f- out of five Death Stars. Zero, uh, you hate it. Five, uh, you love it. What do you uh, give? I, it? G- I give it four. Uh, you know, there's been I've heard a lot of criticism that the show is too slow. That you know yeah. nothing's really happening so far. It's you know they, people don't like that it's all told in flashback. But, you know, it's telling a good story from beginning to end because you you have Boba Fett, who is a character who's this crazy bounty hunter, uh, but he's a changed man by the time we meet him in The Mandalorian. And this is why he's a changed man. He's no longer the Boba Fett that we – that you know, the no disintegrations Boba Fett. He's not that guy anymore. Yeah. And, and so we're learning about this character, and I like this so far. There's some – there's some things about it that bug me, but you know the the amount of montages in this in this episode was literally <laughs> comical. I was you know, and and I don't know why the soundtrack has to scream at me at the end. It's just literally a chorus of people just going ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nico, uh, how many but I, stars? But I'm in. I'm in. Four out of five. Uh, <laughs> up to the point where the flashback started, I just wanted to punch Fennec in the face because she is so campy in this show. It feels like her writing is really like fan service and lazy. Um, but the entire flashback sequence was fantastic and I'm excited to see where this show goes in the future. Alright, so you're giving it how many how many death stars are you giving this show? Out of five. Um, considering there's only ever been one and a half <laughs> Five is you love it, best, highest. Zero is is you don't want to watch the show See, anymore. See, if he's not going to answer the question, just move on. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all all courses incomplete for Nico. Uh, Scott, how many stars? Yeah. How many stars you give in this show? And what's your overall feeling about the show so far? Well, for this I, episode, I mean, I want, this episode. I want to agree with Greg on this and do a four out of five. I I really love this episode. I have my little nitpicks on it. But I'm going to give it five out of five. Um, wow. Which, which I would have, I don't know if we graded the last one, but I think I would have given that one like a three and a half or a four. Okay. I just like this one so much more. This to me, guys, was my From Dust Till Dawn. It's my, I just, I, I love that movie. I love that movie. It may not be the best movie out there, but there is something about it where it is, and funny enough, it's Robert Rodriguez, but with another director. And that's what I felt like there's two distinct parts of this, this story. And both of them were just fantastic together with a couple little things here and there. And yes, as much, Greg, as I totally agree with you with t- too many montages, I can't, I, it's, it makes me feel like I'm in an 80s fucking movie fest. And I just loved it. It was killing me, but I loved it. So awesome. I was, I was waiting for the uh, Team America. I'm waiting for a montage song to kick in at one point. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Dave. What'd you think and how many stars or death stars are you give in this episode? I, I will also give it four out of five death stars. Okay. Uh, but I have a, a word to some of the TV critics out there who are, are down on this show. Stop critiquing television like it's 1982. Mm. Yeah. This is not old school episodic television where every episode is somebody's first. It always has to stand on its own. And it has to have a defined beginning, middle, end, and conflict resolution and be clear as fucking day for everybody. That's not the world we operate in right now. This is a limited series. It's seven chapters. It's seven parts. It has to be watched in sequence. Wait until it's done before you render a final verdict on if the show is good or not. You would not read 40 pages of War and Peace and declare it a success or a failure at that point. You have to finish the whole book. Now I'll get off my soapbox. I like it. I like it. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Thank you. But Nico's nodding with me, so I know I know the millennial agrees with me here. Alright, I am too I am also giving it four four Death Stars. I really like the episode. Um I thought it was a little long at times, but then uh, on the second viewing. But I think it was because I was like, man, I just need to get through this because I need to make my notes so I can do the podcast tonight. But 
as a so I always watch these episodes first as a fan. I don't write anything down. I just watch it and enjoy it. And that first viewing, I love everything about the show. I think it's a it's a it's unfortunate for for fans who who are complaining that it's 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 not actiony enough or it's dragging or whatever because we need that we need some character development in Star Wars. I think this I think it's awesome that we're taking the time to explore this character in particular who has said four lines in the films before this television show. We got four lines out of Boba Fett. And yet he's this hugely popular character. So I think it's really cool that we're exploring the depth of of who he is and and his background. So uh, I wish we would do that with all the characters at some point or another. I wish they they tried to do that with Solo uh, and didn't do it so well. Just wait for the Aunt Beru trilogy with Jennifer Lawrence in the title role. Mm, I'm in. I was going to say, Finnick Shand is to Boba Fett as Alden Alderaan's hands on his hips is to Solo. <laughs> wow. That's harsh. A little harsh. Brutal. A little harsh. A little harsh. Ricky Bobby. All right, so overall, uh, if you if you average the scores on the scores that were given, we give this episode a 4.25, but the Wretched Hive gives this episode a 3.4 because Nico did not register a score. Damn it, Nico. Nico screwed up our GPA. (laughs) Guys, episode, I think this is 214, is in the books. We'll be back next week, hopefully with season one, chapter three of the Book of Boba Fett. Greg, it's good to see your face, man. Good to see all of us together, too. Have a great week, everyone. Watch the show. Listen along with us next week. And until then, may the force be with us all. So Scott and I were talking about episode one and how it starts off with Boba in a a back to tank. And I was referencing that we don't know what that is at first. Like, is he in an oxygen tank like Michael Jackson or what's going on? And he goes, or is it like, and then Scott goes, is it a Darth Vader thing? Like, is he recovering from something? And I'm like, well, that makes sense. Michael Jackson and Darth Vader both had problems with kids. And now you can cut. And see. <laughs> you got all the, the canned laughter and everything.